We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520, blanketing 17 states and much of Canada. At the recommendation of civic leader Michael Bellani, who does so much in Western New York and the charitable community, we have a tremendous Native American prominent entrepreneur with us today on the Rusk Report, J.C. Seneca. And I saw him speak at the Friendship Foundation dinner a few years ago when he received the Courage to Come Back Award. And it was so heroic, his talk about how he handled alcohol and drug problems, and he took back his life uh, as a businessman, as a father and a husband. It really was a wonderful, wonderful speech from the heart. Uh, and that's our guest today, J.C. Seneca. A little background on J.C. Seneca. In 95, a young Seneca man entertained a dream of building a business that would become a cornerstone of his nation's Cattaraugus Reservation. He imagined it as a commercial venture that would serve his community and beyond with fuel, food, and needed supplies that he would manufacture and distribute under his own brands. He further determined that this venture would become a job generator for Seneca Nation members of all ages. That dream and determination led J.C. Seneca, our guest today, to claim a plot, a small plot of his family's land on Route 5 in Irving, New York. There he set up a camper trailer and began selling cigarettes, not just any cigarettes, Native Pride Buffalo Cigarettes, a brand name he conceived and claimed as his own. It was a move that caused area business owners to advance partnership offers as well as competitive threats to the upstart entrepreneur. Yet none of those derailed J.C. Seneca's vision of his future. So, J.C., you've developed a successful national business from a small little village in Irvine, Irving, New York, that's led you to be chosen as the 2020 Native Business Entrepreneur of the Year. How did you get started? Tell us all about that. J.C. Seneca, how did it begin? Hey, good morning, Brian, and thanks for having me on your show today. It's an honor, and a, and I'm really excited about talking with you today. And, uh, you, know, it's, um, you know, getting started in business, it starts with a dream. It starts with uh, one day you might just wake up and decide, hey, you know, I believe I'd like to do something like this. You know, as I, I've been thinking about this call and I've been thinking about uh, maybe some of the things we talk about. You know, I reflect back in a day when I was in the United States Air Force and I was at uh, work one night. And uh, at work one night we had a break. And, I, and, and during that time I started to, um, you know, draw and develop a concept for a business when I would get out of the military and you know as I look back that was uh, probably a significant thing because at that moment I had a belief I had a dream 
and I had some a goal that I wanted to accomplish. And so when I did get out of the military, uh, that was something that I was looking to do and uh, looking at several different uh, opportunities in business. But then, uh, of course, uh, the cigarette opportunity was very prominent. Uh, that was starting to uh, happen on Seneca Nation territory. And so um, that's what I did. I started with basically 60 cartons of cigarettes on the side of the road in a little camper that I had. And uh, the concept was almost like a vegetable stand. I had uh, worked with my grandfather over the years as I was growing up in his farm. And I would sit out on the side of the road selling vegetables. And then, and when I was starting wanting to do the cigarettes, I thought, well, I don't have a building. I have a camper. You know, I'm going to use the same concept that I learned from my grandfather. I'm going to set up on the side of the road. I would chew up a little canopy, and I started selling those cigarettes on the side of the road. And that's how I got started. And just in a belief, and then uh, generating revenue and turning it over and reinvesting in my in my um, in my dream and my business I had started. Wonderful uh, a story. Now your name is J.C. Seneca. Is that derived from the Seneca Nation or a former chief? Where did the name come from? Yeah, well, you know the, the name Seneca. We're known as Onondaga, which is the people of the Great Hill. Um, as uh, you know, Europeans. Uh, and settlers started coming into the United States. Um, Seneca was given to us uh, because uh, we were a, a people that were very philosophic, and I think it was probably um, you know the, they had a great Greek philosopher. His name was Seneca, mm-hmm. and so they kind of uh, said, "Oh, these, these people, you know, they're they're uh, very philosophical. You know, have uh, philosophy and uh, are philosophers. You know, maybe they, uh, you know." you know, brought those two things together, and they called us Seneca, you know. But, um, you know, I, in my name, my family name, of course, goes back a long time. And, um, you know, I have a lot of uh, roots with uh, leadership uh, within our nation. And, um, you know, basically that's, that's uh, you know, a part of it. The other name that uh, also is uh, prominent in my family mm-hmm. is, is the tall chief name. And that tall chief also also goes back um, generations in regards to uh, leadership and uh, within our nation. Wonderful, wonderful, uh, a very fine background. Let's talk about how your business, uh, J.C. Seneca, is different from other business people and other entrepreneurs. Maybe even tell the difference between other Native American entrepreneurs and you. How are you different from them, J.C. Seneca? Well, I think um, uh, as far as for myself, uh, when you start out in business, uh, you know, like I did, um, being on a native territory and not having uh, any money, uh, you have to be innovative. You have to be uh, able to create something where you can generate some capital because uh, you can't go. I couldn't go to a bank. I couldn't go down the road to the bank and say, hey, I have a plan. Here's my idea. Will you um, help me uh, finance a, a business? And they would, they wouldn't do it because they have no, had no collateral. Uh, you know, banks could not hold a note on native territory. There's no way for them, if the default ever had occurred, for them to be able to come on territory and, uh, you know, take my property or whatever. There's no way for that to occur. And so for me, all of my business that I've created started from being self-sufficient and self-funding. And so um, from that perspective, that's a lot of difference uh, in regards to any kind of normal business that would function or maybe operate off-territory. Uh, also, you know, 
I built my business in little, um, it was little steps. You know, I didn't um, all of a sudden um, have a, a building or a, a place to do business. Um, I had to create that. I had to take my small steps, reinvest, and build gradually and be patient over time to be able to um, grow and to be able to um, bring in new products, to be able to, you know, uh, plan on putting in gas pumps and all of these different things that uh, were along the path. Uh, had to be planned out, and I had to have, um, you know, resources to be able to make those things a reality. And so um, it was it was a long process, uh, but also a great learning process. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot of great lessons along the way, of course. And, like, nowadays, you know, certainly receiving this award, um, having accolades uh, in regards to um, my entrepreneurship, my business, and all that, those are all great things. But, uh, you know, the path of success in business or even in life, you're going to come to those challenges. You're going to come to a point where you're going to have some hard times and you're going to make mistakes. But you know what it is? It's how you, um, you know, process and deal with those failures and mistakes, which is going to, um, you know, truly identify yourself and your business. And I was able to be able to get through those things and to, to be able to meet those challenges and find a way to succeed. Wonderful uh, story uh, from very humble background to being a major uh, business leader in the Native American community. Our guest today is J.C. Seneca. If you're listening in Salamanca, New York, or Toronto, or Manhattan, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk at ESPN AM 1520, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always greet cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners as this station has received letters as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand. ESPN 1520 is streaming. You can listen live by going to our website, ESPN1520.com, and clicking on the radio.com or listen tab. And Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many Tops and Wegmans stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. I'd like to thank those who've called regarding our recent guest, Erie County Clerk Mickey Long, former leaders of the Erie County and Florida Republican parties, Dr. John Long and Marina Wolcock. A little more information about J.C. Seneca. Today, 25 years later, J.C. Seneca has realized his native pride dream in a unique blend of commercial and industrial commerce that has resulted in a successful travel plaza enterprise and much more. His business occupies a significantly larger footprint on his family's land than the original camper trailer, operating out of a compound of buildings and surrounding 50 acres that he now owns. J.C. Seneca offers an expansive product line that includes a 22-pump gas and diesel service station, a popular home-style diner, 
and a convenience store that serves truckers, travelers, and the local community with a wide range of merchandise, including tobacco and CBD products, automotive, trucking supplies, apparel, groceries, beverages, snacks, and Azalea's healthy, nutrient-dense juices and to-go foods. Add to that is a staff of over 100 employees that oversee and operate the various Native Pride Ventures, exactly as the visionary businessman J.C. Seneca intended. Our guest today on the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. Let's talk about the core elements of your business philosophy that you believe has led to your success. What is your philosophy, J.C. Seneca? Uh, my philosophy, of course, you know, uh, is, and if you're familiar, uh, you know, we went through many struggles uh, back through the 90s and the 80s in regards to uh, New York State trying to impose, uh, you know, laws and about taxation on our territories. And, of course, uh, New York State has no regulatory author- regulatory authority over our nations. And so, uh, you know, seeing what the landscape was in regards to that, I thought the best thing for me to do was to put myself in control of my own destiny. That meaning uh, being able to have a product that I create and produce and manufacture right on territory of the Seneca Nation. To be able to, um, you know, I have a customs bonded warehouse where I'm able to bring uh, products in from outside of the United States into bond and then release them into the United States. Uh, Having my own uh, fuel trucks to be able to go to the refineries in Pennsylvania and Ohio and to pick up uh, motor fuel, gasoline or diesel, and bring it back to our territory for sale. You know, those types of philosophies and concepts uh, are the foundation of what my business is today and how I've been able to grow uh, and being able to go out and um, buy motor fuel at the best price today and to be able to uh, create and produce um, uh, cigarettes that I sell in my stores and to other places and across the country, um, you know, right there at uh, my property on the Seneca Nation. And also, you know, I think uh, customer service. Customer service is uh, the number one thing uh, of importance to me because we have to be able to have our customer have the best experience possible when they they pull into my... uh, Native Pride Travel Plaza, you know, I want them to have a great experience. And if they have a great experience and they enjoy and, and have uh, be able to buy products uh, at a fair price, and, um, you know, they'll come back. And so that's that's been one of my, also my main philosophies, too, is, is treating the customer right and making sure that they have a great experience when they come to Native Pride. Wonderful. Again, I'd like to thank... Um entrepreneur and marketing executive uh, Mike Bellani for recommending this program. He does so many, so much for so many charities in Western York. Michael Bellani, who recommended J.C. Senek on the Rust Report on ESPN AM 1520. Uh, J.C. Seneca, you have publicly acknowledged your battle with alcohol and drugs and the steps you've taken to win that battle, for which you are given the Courage to Come Back Award from the Friendship Foundation. As a successful husband, father, and businessman, why would you put your public reputation on the line by sharing your addiction story? And it was a very touching story. I was there when you were honored at the Protocol Banquet Facility telling this story. Tell us about this. All J.C. Seneca. Yes, Brian. Okay. Uh, it's, important. it's important to me 
because I think if I'm able to um, be vulnerable enough to speak about problems that I've had in, in my life and the challenges that I face and I, that I've overcome, that it's going to inspire and may help somebody who is maybe struggling today. Uh, maybe they're feeling alone. Maybe they don't have, um, you know, that the self-determination that they need to to um, face a challenge or to, um, you know, maybe go to a meeting or talk to somebody about problems that they're having. You know, if I can help one person, uh, you know, find a path to get help, uh, you know, that's, that's what, I, what I like to do. You know, and um, yeah, it's it was it's been a struggle. You know, my life. Uh, you know, those that little voice. You got to learn to be able to listen to that little voice inside of you. You know, we many of us we hear it, but we don't listen to it. And so, you know, of course, uh, you know, I'm so grateful and thankful to the day that uh, I realized that I needed to get help for my addictions, and I checked myself into a, a facility to get help. And that facility gave me that foundation uh, for my recovery and to maintain sobriety. And it was such an important thing. You know, in all of my life, uh, that was probably the best decision that I ever made because if I hadn't, who knows where I'd be today. You know, I probably would not even be on this earth today if if I didn't do that. And so I'm so grateful for uh, being able to realize that, to see that, and to take action in regards to getting the help. Because help's out there for people that are struggling with uh, addictions. Um, you just have to ask. You have to reach out. None of us are able to uh, force somebody or lead them down to the path and say, here, this is what you need to do. Uh, we as individuals uh, have to make those decisions ourselves. We have to, you know, be able to come to, an, um, you know, to the idea of that uh, we, we need help. And when we do that and we reach out for that help, there are so many people that, that are out there that are willing to come forth and uh, guide and uh, help and um, a person that's uh, facing uh, addiction. And, uh, it, and you can have a life free from that. You know, that's the thing. You know, I remember sitting in, um, uh, in the rehab I was at, and I was thinking, I was like, how am I going to be able to ever live without having a drink of alcohol. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't fathom that. But there is life. You know, some six-plus years later, I'm still in sobriety, and I still practice my recovery, and it's such a great thing, and it's opened my life to so many miracles, so many things that I would have never been able to uh, accomplish, so many uh, things that I would not have uh, been able to experience, you know, um, meeting and marrying my wife that I have now, my children, you know, the life that I have, I'm just so blessed and I'm so grateful and thankful that, um, you know, I've been able to, um, you know, turn the page and to live my life uh, free from uh, those addictions and to be able to live a life that is prosperous and not just, I don't mean prosperous and money-wise, I mean prosperous in, in life and living in a good good way, living with a good mind, living uh, healthy, living free from uh, any kind of mind-changing uh, uh, substances, and so that's what that's what freedom is. It's being free, and being able to experience that. I, I would never have believed it. You know, some six years ago, when I when I entered into that uh, rehabilitation facility, I would never have believed that. But I tell you what, 
I believe it today, and I tell you what, it's it's so true, and I'm so thankful. And uh, life has just been, uh, I've been blessed with so many uh, blessings uh, that uh, just uh, just fills me up with joy, and I just love to tell people about it if they want to listen. It's a wonderful and, uh, story. It's very touching. What J.C. Seneca, I guess he probably hit rock bottom, went into a rehab facility, turned his life around. What a tremendous entrepreneur. Uh, shows that J.C. Seneca doesn't give up. He's a man of courage, and that's why he received the Courage to Comeback Award from the Friendship Foundation in Western New York. If you're listening in Buffalo or Montreal or northern Florida, drop us a note to Brian Rusk at the Rusk Report, ESPN, AM 1520. 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. And we always greet cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners. A little bit more information about J.C. Seneca as we have about six minutes left on the Rusk Report. In advancing his company's plans, J.C. Seneca has attained certification as a historically underutilized business zone, hub zone, defined as a business located in in an economically depressed rural community that employs staff who reside in that community. That certification has allowed preferential access to federal procurement opportunities, which has helped advance the import and export and distribution of native pride products, both nationally and internationally. Now, you've uh, uh, been a Native American business entrepreneur and presented unique or specific challenges in achieving your success? What were these challenges? What was unique and different, what you had to go through, J.C. Seneca? Well, I touched on it a little earlier in regards to, um, you know, being able to, um, you know, finance a business. Things are a little uh, different on Native territories. You know, certainly, um, you know, the continued efforts uh, of the, the state of New York in regards to trying to stop our economy and what we do on Seneca Nation, uh, not only at the state level, but also at the federal level. There's been uh, many different things, of course, um, you know, that been attempted. Um, but fortunately for our uh, nation that we are still uh, be able, being able to do business, um, you know, at Seneca Nation. So, but, the, you know, there's a lot of uh, different challenges that are unique, um, you know, trying uh, to be able to... Um, uh, initiate diversification um, within our territory. Uh, being where we're located, um, you know, there's uh, it's it's difficult to be able to establish certain types of businesses that are out there um, that uh, folks may want to um, uh, diversify into or to create. And so, you know, what, going through some of those challenges and uh, things like that. Uh, you know, but uh, you know, we we still find a way to uh, to succeed and, try, and to uh, develop our businesses the best we can, and offering uh, uh, the community of Western New York, um, you know, products that that will bring them uh, to the Seneca Nation. Now, J.C. Seneca, a part of success is also failure. You've had a lot of challenges. I'd like to know what mistakes you made and how you turned them into successes and profit. Yeah, uh, certainly, uh, the, you know, sometimes uh, you make mistakes. You know, I had uh, uh, some businesses that uh, did not uh, succeed. Uh, but, you know, when you have a, a mistake or you have a failure, 
it's it's how you learn from that. You know, what did I do wrong, or did I why why didn't this uh, business succeed? And so you have to take a look at that and not be negative on it. You not you not feel, I guess, uh, not feel bad that it, it had failed, but to learn what are the positives that you can take away from it. And uh, although you know my businesses that I had created, um, I had gone into the restaurant business and off the territory, and those were very difficult uh, business to get into. And um, you know they were successful, but not successful enough at the level where they needed to be to survive or for, for me to uh, put the effort in to be able to um, turn those things around. And so, you know, when I realized that, you know, of course, certainly um, I was able to sell those businesses, and uh, but I learned from that uh, in regards to uh, what I was doing. And uh, sometimes when you're growing, you, you grow maybe a little too fast sometimes, and patience is a, a better way of dealing with things. And and uh, sometimes in business, opportunities come to you. Yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, let's do that. And before you know it, you kind of maybe spread just a little too thin in regards to what you're doing. And so what I had to do is I had to refocus things. I had to clear my table in regards to what the core business was, what my um, business plan was, and how I would restructure that so that um, I would be uh, – uh, in a better uh, situation um, down the road, and that's what we did. And so we um, we cleared the table and refocused, and the business is very strong right now. So it's uh, really worked out well. We have a minute left. How are you coping with the growth of your business with COVID? Uh, COVID has really uh, uh, been a great uh, uh, challenge in regards to um, how we function and operate. But when COVID first came on, uh, and uh, many people were trying to figure it out, you know, I was uh, um, looking at what was coming out from all the different uh, experts, the CDC and and the state and everything, and we had to quickly develop a plan of action in regards to how we were going to function and operate, and that's what we did. We had to put all our own protocols in place on what we were going to do, the cleaning, uh, the sanitizing, the mask wearing, and uh, restructuring re, um, our store for, so that we had a one-in, one-way-in, one-way-out type of scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, really had to heighten our level of um, of uh, cleanliness and protocols so that we would still be able to function under this uh, pandemic. And it's a great thing, you know, when you when you you don't know what you're if you're doing the right thing or not. Sometimes when things come on so quickly like that, but uh, looking back. You know, my staff and everybody that works at Native Pride really stepped up, and they we we continued to do what is necessary to keep the public safe and to keep our our employees safe at Native Pride, so that we still are being able to maintain business okay. every day, twenty four seven. I'm sorry we have to bring the Rush Report to a close. Special thanks to Mike Bellani for recommending this program and Kevin Carr, Director of Production for the past 15 years. We've learned so much of the success story of Native American entrepreneur J.C. Seneca. Thank you for enlightening us and have a great week. You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.